I'm Jackie with today's focus. Today we're going to talk about and focus on a nation that forgot God. Before we get into today's lesson, let's have words of prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come boldly to the throne of grace to say thank you. Thank you for your loving kindness. Thank you for your tender mercy. Thank you for your protection around us. Thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness. Father, as I give your word to your people, give your people an open ear, an open mind, an open heart to receive your word. In your son Jesus' name, amen. A nation that forgot God. And I'm going to be coming from Jeremiah chapter 2. And I'm going to be going through different parts of the verses of the scripture. And the word of the Lord, it came to Jeremiah. And I'm going to be paraphrasing it. And he was telling Jeremiah, I'm going to send you to a people. A people that have eyes and cannot see. A people that have ears and cannot hear. But don't you be afraid, Jeremiah, of their faces. Because I have put my words in your mouth, and whatever I command you to speak, you shall speak. I am going to be with you to deliver you. So the word of the Lord came also to Jeremiah. And the passage of scripture says, Go and in in cry in the ears of Jerusalem, saying, Thou saith the Lord, I remember thee, the kindness of their youth, the love of thy espousal. When thou wentest after me in the wilderness, in a land that was not sown, Israel was holiness unto God. And the first fruit of his increase, all that devoured him shall offend. So the Lord is saying here to Jerusalem, I remember when you had a love for me in the wilderness and when I was first in your life. You gave me the first increase of your fruit. And everyone that came and devoured thee and came up against thee, I was there to defend you. I was there to protect you. And the word of the Lord came and said, Hear ye the word of the Lord. This was from Jeremiah that the Lord had given to the people. So hear ye the word of the Lord, O house of Jacob and all the families of Israel. Thou said the Lord. Now here the Lord is asking a question. He says, What iniquity have your fathers found in me? That they are gone far from me and have walked after vanity and are become vain. So through this passage of scripture right here, God is asking a question. 
iniquity have I done? Or what haven't I not done that caused you to be far from me? He's asking the nation that was back then, but it comes to us today. God is saying as a nation that has turned their backs on God. We as a nation have turned our backs on God. And even everything that's going on around us with this virus that's going on around us, God said, I remember thee. He's saying this to us today. He remembered when we had a love for him. That we put him first with the increase of our fruit. And everything that came against us, he was there. He was there to defend us, protect us. And now he's asking us a question as well. The children of Israel in Jerusalem. He says to us today, What iniquity have I done that caused you as a nation to go far from me? What have I not done? What have I done? In the next part of passage of scripture, it says, Neither say they, where is the Lord that brought us up out of the land of Egypt, that led us through the wilderness, through a land of desert, and of pits, through a land of drought, and of the shadow of death, through a land that no man passed through, and where no man dwell. Now he's saying to this nation, and you have gone far from me, and you haven't even thought about me. You haven't even asked, where is God? Where is God? The God that have brought you out of Egypt and led you through the wilderness, through the desert, the pits, the droughts, and of the shadow of death. You haven't even asked where I was. And then the scripture goes on to say, And I brought you into a plentiful country to eat the fruit thereof and the goodness thereof. But when ye entered, ye defiled my land. And made my heritage an abomination. And he's saying to us as well as today. All that's going on around us with this virus. And all the situations that we having going on with our lives. He's saying no one asks where is God. And I brought you into a land 
that had plentiful, had everything he needed, rich, fertile land. But when you entered in as a nation, you defiled my land and my heritage and, a, and made it an abomination. And the scripture goes on to say, the priest said, not where is the Lord? And they that handled the law knew me not. The pastors also transgressed against me. And the prophets prophesied by Baal walked after things that do not profit. So he's saying the priests, the pastors, the prophets, the people that handled and knew the law well didn't even ask where is God. The prophets prophesied by Baal and walked after Things that didn't even profit. And I dropped down on to uh, chap, I mean, verse 11 of chapter 2 of Jeremiah, which says, Has a nation changed their gods, which are yet no gods? But my people, says the Lord, has changed their glory for that which does not profit. The Lord says, Be astonished, O ye heavens, at this, and be hor horribly afraid. Be ye very desolate, says the Lord, for my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters, and hew them out, certains, broken certains, that can hold no water. Is Israel a servant? Is he a home-born slave? Why is he spoiled? And verse 17 says, Has thou not procured this unto thyself, and that thou hast forsaken the Lord thy God? When he led thee by the way. Verse 18 says. And now has thou to do in the way of Egypt. To drink waters of Shur. Or what has thou to do in the way of Assyria. To drink the waters of a river. Of the river. So God is saying here. I am the fountain of living waters. What is wrong with my water that caused you to go and drink from the cups and the river and the waters of other places? When my water is the only water that can satisfy you, that can give you everything you need, hope, life, healing, peace, joy. But you rather do in your own strength and find your own way of getting another cup of drink 
elsewhere. And I dropped down onto and and, and 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 it's saying to us as well, to us as a nation today. Why has that turned to the world? To drink from the cup of the world, world's water. You know, going after the things of the world, getting advice from the world, just turning to the world to drink of the cup of their water. When I can give you life from the well fountain of living water and I dropped down onto um, verse 22 for thou for though thou wash thee with nitrate and take thee much soap yet thy iniquity is marked before me said the Lord God this was a nation they refused to turn back to God. God gave them chances after chances, but they refused to do things God's way and return back to Him. They rather follow the very wicked imagination of their own hearts to do their own thing in their own ways. But God says, you try to wash and clean yourself and make yourself look real good. You try to clean yourself up with soap. But the mark of your sins are still there, says the Lord. And that's saying to us today as a nation, as an individual, as a family, as a church, as the body of Christ. We make ourselves look real good after we have went and drunk from other places, turned to other things. Then we try to Fix ourselves up like we, you know, we haven't done nothing. Everything got right, you know. I, all I have to do is just just step off, just clean myself up. I'm, I'm all right. I'm, I'm, I'm all right. I'm all right. You know, haven't repented, haven't asked God to forgive us. We just, in our own strength, clean ourselves up. But God said, The mark is still there. The mark of the sin is still there. You're trying to wash yourself with soap, trying to fix yourself on the outside to make yourself look real good. But the sin is still there. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And now we're going to go to verse um, 20. Um, oh, we're going to go to chapter 3, where it says, 
They say if a man put his wife and she, if a man put away his wife and she go from him and become another man's, shall he return unto her again? Shall not the land be greatly polluted? But thou hast played the harlot with many lovers yet return again to me, saith the Lord. Don't you know we, when we have said yes to God and gave him our lives and he saved us and filled us with the Holy Ghost and cleaned us up real good, that we are married to God. We as a nation is married to God. We are committed to God. But God is talking here about a spiritual harlot, adultery, that the nation has committed adultery to him as a groom. We are the bride. And God is the bridegroom. And as a nation, here that's stated in, in, in the word, this nation had committed adultery spiritually, not naturally, spiritually against God. And played the harlot. And that's what he's saying to us today. I'm married to you. I'm married to the backslider. Thank you, Lord. I'm married to the backslider. But you have gone and committed adultery. For other things. See, they had they had start in the Bible here in Jeremiah, they had went after other gods, false gods. They had went after other gods and forgot about God. And God is saying, You I'm married to you. And you went away and committed adultery with these other gods against me? You're playing the harlot. Yet return again to me, said the Lord. So God is saying that to us today as a nation. I'm married to you. I'm married to the backslider. I'm married to you. You have committed adultery against me. You're playing the harlot. You're going after, we might not be uh, uh, worshiping gods as they did with images and everything, but whatever that's in our life that we're putting before God, that we can't serve God wholeheartedly, it becomes an idol. It becomes a God. And we have committed adultery with that. Even if we're, we have gotten slack in our word or haven't come to God and repented of our sins and, and gotten saved. You know, God is saying, stop playing the harlot. 
Come back to me. I'm still the bridegroom waiting on my bride to return. Hallelujah. And so now I drop on down to verse 20 says, Surely a wife transfully departed from her husband. So have ye transfully with me, O house of Israel, said the Lord. So the Lord is saying to the house of Israel, as a wife have departed from her husband, so have you have departed from me. As a nation, Okay, and then we um I goes to chapter four, verse twenty-two, which says, For my people is foolish. They have not known me. They are children that have none understanding. They are wise to do evil. But to do good, they have no knowledge. So, the Lord is saying here, my people are foolish. They have not known me. They don't know me. They don't have no understanding. They are wise to do evil, but when it comes to do good, to do good, they have no knowledge. And that's what he's saying to us on today as a nation. We don't have no understanding of him. We don't have. We are wise to do evil, but to do good, we don't have the knowledge. Praise God. And now I drop down to chapter 5, verse 22, which says, Well, I'm gonna go up, I'm gonna go back up to uh 20. Yeah. Verse 20. Declare this in the house of Jacob and publish in Judah saying hear now this O foolish people and without understanding which have eyes and see not which have ears and hear not fear ye not me he's asking another question fear Ye not me, says the Lord. Will ye not tremble at my presence, which have placed the sand for the bound of the people by a potential decree that it cannot pass it, and though the waves thereof toss themselves, yet they 
yet can they not prevail, though they roar, yet can they not pass over it? He's saying to these people, to this nation, to this to the nations here in the word of the Lord, here now, you're so foolish of people. And without understanding, which have eyes and cannot see, have ears and cannot hear. Will you will ye not fear me? Will ye not tremble at my presence? And that's what he's saying to us today as a nation, as an individual, as a church, as a family, as a whole, as the body of Christ, as people of God, as people of God. Thank you, Lord. And verse 24 says, Neither say that in their heart, let us now fear the Lord. For the fear of the Lord is not in thee, says the Lord. Supposed to be 
to make sure I got everything that I'm supposed to be given. Okay. Uh, we, I'm going back to uh, chapter 2, verse 19, where the Lord was telling them, Thy own wickedness shall correct thee, and thy backsliding correct shall reprove thee. Know therefore and see that it is an evil thing, and bitter thou hast forsaken the Lord thy God, and that my fear is not in thee. God, the Lord, God of hosts. Okay. Okay. Now, um, okay, I can go back over here to where I'm supposed to. Okay, I'm almost finished, y'all. I'm finna end it down now. To let's see, it's supposed to be going here. Okay. Now I'm finna get ready to bring it on down now. Now, now the Lord says, Thou said the Lord of hosts, Consider ye, and call for the morning women, that they may come, and send for the cunning women, that they may come, and let them make haste, and take up a wailing for us, that our eyes, eyes may run down with tears, and our eyelids gush out with waters. For a voice of wailing is heard out of Zion. How are we spoiled? We are greatly confounded because we have forsaken the land. Because our dwelling has cast us out. And it's one more scripture I had left out. I want to make sure I get everything. Praise God. One more scripture. Okay. In verse, in chapter 7, Jeremiah was telling that the Lord was telling the people of Israel, amend your ways and your doings, and I will cause you to dwell in this place. He was telling them to amend your ways. But they refused. Well, excuse me. They refused to turn to God. Mm. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And I'm going to end it right here saying this. God wants us as a nation out, out there. He wants us as a nation to repent. Turn back to the bridegroom as we are his bride. And I'm going to leave with this scripture right here. 2 Chronicles 7 and 14. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven 
And I will forgive their sin and will heal their land. My God. So God is saying to us today, repent. Repent. And serve me wholeheartedly. If you're going to serve me, if you're going to come back to me, come back to me and be real. Serve me with your heart. Circumcise your heart and come with all your heart. God wants our hearts. You know, we can we can go to church and come back home and, we, and, and, and go through the whole week. Not picking up the Bible, not spending time with the Lord. You know, God won't want a change in that for us. He wants us to, 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 to spend more time with Him, get to know Him. Not have a religion, but have a relationship. See, this is what these people were doing in Jeremiah. They felt like if they went to the temple... And they did their little religious rituals, you know, that they were all right. But God said, you're not all right. And also, while they was doing their, their, their religious rituals, they had, they had the, 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 the God of Baal in the temple. So they was trying to serve God and serve Baal at the same time. They had forgot about God. But when they got in trouble, they called on God. But God said, told them, why won't you call on the gods that you, those false gods that you're serving? Let them save you. My God, thank you, Lord. And that goes for me and all of us as a nation, as a people. We serve a God that is is a is a God that'll never forget for forever forsake us. He's the true and living God, the only God, and no one gets his glory. No one gets his glory. And he's the only God. He's Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. And before him there was no God, and after there would never be. God wants us to return back to him as a nation. As a bride. Coming back to the bridegroom. We, God said, God said in, in, in Jeremiah, you know, no, the people have turned their backs toward me and not their faces. And he's saying to us as a nation on today, we have turned our backs on God. We turn our backs and not our faces toward him. He wanted to see our faces and not our backs. But when we get in trouble, oh, we turn our face toward him then. With along with our hand reached out. But God said, No, 
No, no. I want you to turn your face toward me and seek me with all your heart that you will find me. And when you find me, I'm going to answer you. When you search for me with all your heart, he want our hearts, people. He want us to come back to him and put him first. He's our first love before anything. He told the he told this nation in Jeremiah, if you're going to come back to me, you got to get rid of the abomination in your life. Whatever is keeping us from God, people, whatever is keeping us from serving God wholeheartedly, having that relationship with him, not a religion, but a relationship with him, we need to get rid of it. Whether it's people, money, your home, whatever the case may be, friends, family, nobody comes before God. He said, I'm a jealous God. I have no other gods before me. So God is telling us to repent, turn back to him. For he is our first love. Praise God. And I just want to say a prayer out there before I end this. Father, in the name of Jesus, forgive us, Father, as a nation, as individuals, as a church, as a, as a people, as a country, as America. We turn our backs towards you and not our faces. But give us in your son Jesus' name that died on the cross that we may have life and our sins shall be forgiven. Help us, O oh God, to do better. Help us to come more closer to you. Wash us, Father, in the blood of Jesus. In the deep, deep, deep living water of your fountain of the Holy Ghost. Save us, fill us with your Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus. Give this country, this nation that we have committed adultery. We have played the harlot. But Lord, thank you that you are a merciful God, a forgiving God. That you are married to the backslider. That you will take us back. Cleanse us. Clean us up. Wash us in the, in the laundry soap. In the refiner's fire. Shape us and make us and mold us. And fill us. And plant us to be that vine that you call us to be. Planted by the riverside. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. In your son Jesus' name, amen. You know what? I asked God one night when I was in the bed. I, I was praying. I said, Lord, 
let me know what's on your heart. How you see us? How you see us as a people, a nation? How you see this world? And that's when he gave me, I started reading Jeremiah. I mean, I've been almost reading. I got to the 25th chapter of, of Jeremiah. And I was reading it. I mean, I've been reading it. And he let me know through Jeremiah how he felt about us as a nation, as a world, as a people. I don't want to break God's heart. I want to be pleasing in his sight. No matter what I have to do to do it. It's time to be real. We can't straddle the fence. None of us perfect. All have came short of the glory of God. But when we ask Him to forgive us and we are willing to turn to Him and turn from our ways to His ways, He will help us. But we got to allow Him to help us. And I'm going to end this right here. I just came out to give what the Lord had given me to give to the people. And I pray, I pray for families, homes, for, for nations and countries. That we all, in this time of, of going through what's going on around us, that we, we fear not. See, fear is not an option, but it's our faith. Put our faith in God and trust Him. What His words say. Stand on His word. Not on what we see, but what would God's words say? What we're hearing Him say. We need to get in a quiet place, people, because God is speaking. They that have an ear, we need to hear what he's saying. He's saying, repent, turn, turn back to me. Y'all be blessed out there on today. Be encouraged. Be at peace. The peace of God be upon you. In the name of Jesus, amen. See you on the next broadcast.